Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host, and we want to thank Mortgage Investors Group for being our sponsor. And we're just so thankful for the opportunity to speak to you today. Hope you are doing well. And we want to tell you a couple of ways that you can plug in with us, and that is, number one, the uh, treasure trove mothership of all of our information, thehousinghour.com. Um, and we're also, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash the housing hour. We're on Twitter at the housing hour. And as well as Mark is on Pinterest. So you can catch him there. My son told me that's for girls. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> that's why I say it every week. So I'm joking. It's not. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I have my own Pinterest account and it is very nice to be able to go. And you put some and great recipes up there. I, I, I don't you. do recipes, <laughs> but I do definitely shots of the living rooms and things like that. I've got, we got great information. We were remodeling Patrick's room we got some really nice um, suggestions and ideas um, but guys thank you for coming in and, and don't forget you can go to our website and share this show or past shows with friends and family we want you to do that we want you to plug in with us we want you to share and interact with us in any way that you'd like and um, you know the housing hour has been around since 2011 and our our key uh, mission is to bring our community information that we feel um, will help make our community stronger, make our community better, and hopefully help you and help guide you in the things that you want to do, because I know that's your goal as well. And today, um, we have a very great um, guest, and we have a wonderful organization that he represents, and we have John Crooks. He's the Marketing and Communications Director at Emerald Youth Foundation. John, thank you so much for coming in and spending the time with us. Hey, you're welcome, Kevin. It's great to be here with you guys today. Absolutely. And um, he just informed us that he was, and I did not know this, he was a Halloran Hilton Hills producer uh, for how long? Over? Oh, gosh, over five years, wow. I guess. And wow. we've known each other for about 20 years. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, and So if we, we have any Hill. hiccups in the show, we just send them into the booth. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Well, we love Halloran. He's definitely one of those guys that gives back to the community. Absolutely, so. yeah. Well, well, John, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, I was thinking about we were coming into February and we wanted to try to highlight things in our community that are real positive. And, you know, last week, you know, we had the uh, Xavion Dobson uh, conversation, the forum, and people were raising awareness. And that's not what this show is about. But it just it made me think about positive things, solution oriented organizations, things that we can do to give back. And Emerald Youth Foundation is on top of the list. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it is, in my mind, the place where I think the most good is being done for our young people. So first, why don't we do this? Why don't you take just a couple minutes, explain to us what the Emerald Youth Foundation is and how it generated, how it came about, and tell us a little bit about Steve, maybe. Sure. Um, so Emerald Youth Foundation has been around, uh, actually, this year will be uh, our 25th year in terms of our actual nonprofit. So we were incorporated in 1991 um, as Emerald Youth Foundation. Uh, it actually goes back to a little bit earlier than that. In the late 1980s, it started out essentially as the youth ministry of Emerald Avenue United Methodist Church. Hmm. 
which is located in the Oakwood Lincoln Park neighborhood mm-hmm. um, over off of uh, North Central Street and Emerald Avenue. That's the name of the church. <laughs> and um, so basically late 1980s, uh, the, the church was kind of going through some changes and transitions and, and actually had suffered some, uh, some arson to the church. And, and they really realized, hey, you know, what can we do to uh, connect more with our neighborhood, connect more with the community, because uh, we don't want more things like this happening. And um, so over, after some thought and prayer and planning, um, essentially they really decided, the congregation at the time, to, to try and reach more kids in that neighborhood. And um, the, the timing of that was kind of a summer program. And so Steve Diggs, who is now our president and CEO, he was hired at the time to basically be the the summer intern uh, for that summer to to kind of reach out to kids in the neighborhood. So that's really how it all started. Very grassroots, very organic, and um, and basically just you know starting to play basketball with the kids and hanging out and doing you know fun summer activities. And uh, and he's been with it ever since, and the organization has grown. So you know, fast forward a few years, we become a, a separate nonprofit, still very tied to Emerald Avenue UMC, but now working with uh, today, we're working with more than 15 churches throughout the city, mm-hmm. uh, 15 churches and faith-based organizations, and we serve, m- excuse me, more than 2,000 young people across uh, our inner-city neighborhoods uh, today, yeah. and, uh, and we, Steve is still with us. Yeah, Steve is still with you. He's very passionate, and I had the, the great honor of going to the uh, Legend, I think, dinner. What is it called? The, oh, at Maryville College? No, no? Zinke Johnson. The, oh, oh, the Legacy Dinner. The yeah, Legacy, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what it was. And that was amazing, just hearing Steve talk and then also hearing every all the other speakers. And I want to go back to when it first started, because yeah. when when I look in at our church, uh, I, I go to Faith Promise, um, you go to Concord mm-hmm. Baptist over there, and I think of the programs that are available and what our mission is as a congregation and, and what our mission is as a community. And, you know, it seems to me that this young people, the ge- generation that is going to impact the future the most are those folks that Emerald Youth Foundation touches. And we have a lot of programs over at our church, and so does Mark. Um, and, you know, one of the most important ones is is our young people on Wednesday nights. You know, I think about it. Um, but then you think about, well, is there any organization out there that's really connecting the dots and being a liaison between the inner city and other communities? You know, and you guys are really doing that. Um, what was the the kind of the thinking behind doing what y'all were do, what y'all are doing? Because I mean, obviously, um, we want to connect the dots, and I think that's what everybody would want to do. But it, it's one thing to say, "Yeah, let's do that," but it's another th- whole thing for it to actually happen. You know, how did that just come about? Yeah, what a, what is I, I've been uh, at Emerald Youth for a little over nine years now, and what has amazed me really since the day I started is the intentionality, the planning, and the strategy that goes behind things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a little, you know, drives you crazy because there's so much <laughs> of it, but at the same time, you realize that's how we can make the the best progress moving forward, you know, mm-hmm. o- over the long term. Mm-hmm. And that was really uh, Steve's vision and um, the pastor at the time, Bob Bean, who was who was at Emerald Avenue UMC all those years. Years ago, and and really the congregation said, "Hey, we're we're in this for the long term." And uh, so in those really early days, uh, what we did was we looked at there was a group out of Minneapolis called the Search Institute. I won't go into all the details, but they had been working with inner city kids up in Minneapolis for a number of years and really had um, 
had done a lot of research and had a lot of data behind some of the best practices and the best ways to connect with kids in terms of what are those values and those things that we really need to help instill and grow in urban young people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so from a, from a planning end, that's really where a lot of it kind of had its, its, uh, you know, its synthesis there. And we, we started with that and then um, decided in order to expand and serve more kids, the best way to do this, at least here in Knoxville, was to work with kind of this existing infrastructure of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, out of growing out of Emerald Avenue, UMC, uh, then we started working in Western Heights at, uh, on, at our location on Virginia Avenue there. Um, Mount Zion Baptist over in East Knoxville, uh, Western Heights Baptist Center, you know, and these partners and churches just started to come along and collaborate and work with us. Um, and and that's where uh, we really started to see the growth over um, the last five to 10 years in terms of, you know, reaching this 2,000 plus mm-hmm. children, teens, and young adults that we serve annually. And John, how do you, because uh, when you reach these kids and everything, um, and especially in inner city, I think there's a perception that parents aren't involved in that type of thing. How do the parents get connected into this? Because I'm sure the, the kids are having so much time or how much fun that they're pulling the parents into this uh, organization. Right. I, I love that point and that question. We, um, we One thing that's really been on our hearts probably in the last five, three to five years is being very intentional about connecting even more with the families, whether that's uh, mom and dad, you know, biological parents or grandparents or legal guardians, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, with the with the youngsters, um, what can we do as an organization to really connect with the families? And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So that looks like now where we're just being, um, you know, we don't have all the the plans laid out on the table yet. But what are some things that we can do specifically with? Um, uh, just skills and job training, and we don't have a whole big job training program, but where can we connect these parents to resources maybe that are already existing, or where can we come along and, and help them? Um, so, so there's that component of it, but then, for example, from a faith, from a faith standpoint, we want to connect, um, and, and we are connecting you know, these families with our young people through the churches so that they're engaged together on Wednesday nights for Bible study. Um, hopefully they're attending church together on Sunday mornings. And, and if they're not, what can what real practical things can we do to, um, to help them understand the importance of getting involved in a, in a local church body? And uh, so those are those are a few things there. So many kids today, now at least, it, it doesn't it, do, it doesn't have to be down in East Knoxville. It can be in West Knoxville. It can be anywhere. It doesn't it doesn't discriminate from a geographic location. Um, but they they may not have a father in their home, you know, and they have a single mother. It's a single mother home, and and there's a lot that happens when you have a single parent home. And one of the great things about Emerald Youth Foundation is the fact that they are kind of mentoring to the these kids and adding a voice into that young person's life, and that's mm-hmm. a big goal of you of yours, right? It is, and um, trying to be very intentional about, um, you know, when when somebody for our listeners who may be interested in volunteering, we will take the volunteers and we we need them and and, and want you. Um, but it is a commitment, you know. It is something mm-hmm. where where we want folks to come in, whether it's through our sports, or our faith programs, whatever, um, where there there is. A, a commitment to come in and be involved in the kids' lives and be involved with the families. That might just be on Wednesday nights helping to lead Bible study, but mm-hmm. hey, make a commitment for at least a year to do this with us. Is there a minimum age? 
as far as volunteering uh, or uh, for the kids. Oh, for the kids. Um, well, both. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. We um, as far as the kids are involved, we typically start around a first grade is really when our our after school uh, our youth leadership after school program mm-hmm. really sort of kicks into gear there. Um, and uh, and then as far as you know, we're running the gamut all the way up to young adults. So you're looking at seven years old up to their early 20s um and that covers you know that's implemented that's happening through a variety of programs right well we're (laughs) going to get into those programs because i want to learn more about those and we also have the rick barnes story that we'd like to talk about as well yeah because he we have the potential to help out and rick is um trying to get a hundred thousand dollar grant we'll talk more about that in the next segment but i do want to talk about the programs because the programs are very unique and I think you mentioned all of the analysis that you guys do as a board or however that works. You know, you really put a lot of time and thought into what you guys offer. So we're going to talk about that as well. And then I also want to talk to, to the community so that we can encourage them. I mean, there's all I remember Steve talking about there's all kinds of opportunities. It doesn't necessarily have to be you coming and coaching a team. I mean, that's one thing, sure. But it also could be that you could have your small group offer their services. If your small group is looking to be involved, you know, in something that's doing some great things in our community. Wow, there's some opportunities there. So I want to talk more about that as well. And today on the show, we have Emerald Youth Foundation with us and John Crooks. He's talking about Emerald Youth Foundation and about all of the good that they're doing in the Knoxville area. And it's an organization that has the potential to reach over 12,000 economically challenged kids in Knoxville urban areas. Um, And it's just a great opportunity. They've reached over 2,000, and that's a big number. But I know where Steve's heart is and where this organization's heart is, and they want to reach more. There is absolutely no reason that we can't grow that number. And I know that they're doing that, and they're certainly making those efforts. And they're connected with 15 churches. Let's make that 20. Let's make that 25. We can just grow this in an enormous way, and I think that it's a wonderful thing. So, guys, come back right after these messages, and we'll continue this conversation right here on The Housing Hour. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray, your host, here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And also we have John Crooks with us as well from the Emerald Youth Foundation and we are talking with him about uh, the Emerald Youth Foundation and what it means, what, um, what they are all about, how we can help. Um, and we were talking about, just in general terms, you know, what the mission is of Emerald Youth Foundation. And I wanted to get to this point as well because it's in the middle of basketball season and um, Coach Rick Barnes, you know, he needs some help out there on the basketball court a little <laughs> bit. That's okay, though. Um, but he's also trying to help uh, Emerald Youth Foundation. I think it's amazing. I mean, he could have he could have picked any charity that he wanted to to put some um, air under the the wings of any organization, and he chose you guys. Wow, that's pretty cool. It is, and we are very very excited about it. Um, Coach Barnes, we're we're blessed. He's uh, serves on our Emerald Youth Foundation, our board of trustees, and um, for a number of years now. Um, ESPN, Infinity, and um, the National Association of Basketball Coaches, the national organization mm-hmm. for NCAA coaches, 
Um, they've done this contest where each year they pit 48 NCAA coaches against each other, basically in an online contest to raise money for that coach's chosen charity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Barnes apparently has wanted he's wanted to do this contest for a number of years, mm-hmm. and now he's at Tennessee and he got selected to to participate in this. And so we were fortunate that he chose us as the recipient mm-hmm. of these funds. So. The, the the bottom line of how it works is we basically need folks to go online to ESPN.com slash infinity. Um, they can also find that link on our website. And we'll put it up as well. At emeraldyouth.org, yeah. And um, basically there's an icon on there for Coach Barnes. You go on there and you click vote. Mm-hmm. And it's as, it's as easy as that now. You do have to have an ESPN.com username and mm-hmm. you know a, a login there, but it's all free. So if you don't have one, just click on sign up, and then it'll let you go through the process. It's worth it. <laughs> it is. And you can vote once per day uh, per email address. And so, so get multiple email addresses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I've got three email addresses. You darn right I'm voting every day three yeah. times. Um, and, uh, and so we made it through the first round. Of we made it through that forty-eight, so now we're in the top twenty-four, right. and we're trying to progress to the next round, which would get us into the top sixteen, sort mm-hmm. of the sweet, sweet 16. sixteen, exactly. Yeah. So so be- far, Coach Barnes uh, has raised seventy-five hundred dollars for us mm-hmm. just by getting into wow. this round. Wow, that's great. Now, of course, the goal yeah. is you mentioned before the break a hundred thousand dollars, right? And so if we can make it to the end and be the grand prize winner. That's where yeah, because I don't home. think Coach Barnes will be making it into the NCAA Sweet 16, <laughs> but I definitely, definitely think yeah, he can make it in here. I, you know, Coach Barnes, in all seriousness, before we move on, he's doing a great job with what he has, and he's a great coach, and obviously he's a great person. I heard him interviewed on Haller and Hilton Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that interview or not, but it was really profound to me, um, his ability to speak about faith and him not have any – um, you know, worry about him speaking about Jesus and about what this is all about for him and speaking openly about his faith. I mean, I was really refreshed by that. And it's that kind of person you've got on your board of trustees. It is. And and he's one of, of you know, many on our trustees who have a heart for the Lord and, mm-hmm. and obviously want to serve kids. Um, and we're just really excited that he's in this position and in this national contest. And, you know, guys, one of the great things about this is, of course, the the, the funds that hopefully, you know, we're raising, but um, some of the attention, the awareness that's being brought to Emerald right. Youth just by having folks online and sharing and tweeting and you know, all that good stuff right. um, has, you know, is beneficial. But um, basically the, the goal now is uh, we need folks voting between now and noon on Valentine's Day on February 14th. Okay. That'll, that'll get us hopefully into that next round. And will the money, like even if you don't go all the way, number one, getting into the Sweet 16, does that give you an additional, additional funds maybe? Yeah, so if we if we made it into the Sweet 16, I believe the next amount that we would get would be $10,000. It's awesome. not cumulative, but we, um, so, so far we've made 7,500. Mm-hmm. If we make it there, we'll have 10,000 and then, you know, right. so on. That's great. And, and I think too, when you look at what all is being offered with this program, here, you know, there are so many, you know, I'm sure great organizations that are, you know, participating, you yeah. know, Emerald Youth Foundation is one of them. But if you're in this area and you are in Vol Nation, this is the chosen charity. And we want <laughs> we want to make sure that they get to the final four and right. then get into the championship, however that works. Right, right. Because this money could go such a long way. And I know that, you know, you guys certainly have um, had faith in 
opened up programs, you know, not maybe having the funds right in place, but you guys have been faithful servants and just have faith that, this, that the money's coming. And, right. and I think that's amazing. How does that work? When you look at this program, obviously this is an important $100,000, but you're not basing your entire charitable, you know, your, your fundraising for on this. That's just one way. Um, but talk about how it is that you guys frame that when you go out and talk to churches and things like that. Yeah, that's that's a great point because a lot of times, guys, uh, opportunities like this will kind of come along, you know, every few years, once every few years. It's like, oh, great, so we're putting all this energy in it, and we we, we definitely want to want to, su- to succeed. But moving beyond that, you know, just our, our daily budget, our annual budget, we're around um, a little over $3 million is our annual budget mm-hmm. now. And um, so it takes support all year long, mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, we can't say that enough. Um, and there are there are so many wonderful organizations in Knoxville and throughout the country, but even here in the heart of our city. And so, you know, we're all working together to do the best and, and serve as many kids as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our case, it is. It's a it's a big nut to crack each year, and we have a lot of generous individuals, and businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, churches that are supporting us, grants and foundations, um, but frankly, it's not easy work. I mean, it is it is going out there and it is uh, selling the ministry, so to speak, uh, right. and and getting those sponsorships and that funding. Well, there, there's no doubt. Um, our pastor Chris Stevens, um, he talks about you guys a lot, and uh, one of the things that we did as a church, which is, I mean, a lot of churches do amazing things. But uh, Steve had the need. They wanted to um, redo the pool, you know, and, and I can't remember exactly where it is in, in your area. But, you know, we sponsored redoing the pool. Faith Promise did. And that's just one thing that the church has done. But that in itself is a great just idea because that's a place people can come together. They can, you know, fellowship. They can build relationships. And that's just one example. There's many other things as well. But churches are doing some amazing things for you guys as well. Right. They are, yeah. Uh, Faith Promise um, and Dr. Stevens have been wonderful to us, especially with the pool project. Um, First Baptist Concord has actually been a supporter of ours for a number of years in a, in a variety of ways, and and the, and your guys' churches are just two of the churches in right. you know this area that are doing that, but. Like I was saying, it always takes more, um, mm. and not from a not from a greedy standpoint. I mean, we're doing this hopefully out of the genuineness of our hearts and you know the leading of the Lord, and right. um, and the the only way to go deeper with our kids and eventually serve more kids is to have those resources in place, whether that's financially or volunteers or um, you know through facilities like the pool. Yeah. Because well, these are at risk youth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. These are kids um, who. You know, many times their their backgrounds and sh- situations just aren't ideal. Whether it's family, home life, you know, whatever. Um, that's not the case with every single young person. You know, there there are many of our kids who um, who have just absolutely wonderful families and who are really engaged with us, and they're all in. Um, um, but uh, in in many cases, particularly if it is a single parent home where mom or dad is out there and they're working their tail off, you know, five, six, seven days a week. Um, uh, they're in, in many cases aren't able to provide some of those things that we're able to step in and help out with, and um, 
And it does take that. We have so much more to talk about, and we only have a few seconds left in this segment. We'll talk more in our next segment. But I also want to talk about, before we end the show, I want to talk about Emerald Academy and kind of give an update on on what's going on with that. It's your all's new charter school that you launched in 2014. Um, And then I also want to talk about your other programs, your youth leadership program, Just Lead, um, and then also Emerald Youth Fellows, Emerald Youth Sports, and then the Sansom um, sports complex, which is an amazing yeah. <laughs> complex that was built. And, and I wanted to talk about those great individuals, the, the Sansom family, this did some amazing things. So guys, come back and join us. We're talking Emerald Youth Foundation with John Crooks, and we were talking about all of the good that they're doing and hopefully a way that you can give back. So come back, join us right after these messages right here on the Housing Hour. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. My God's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. That's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Have you seen the My God's Not Dead? There's actually another one coming out. It's number two. You know, kind of like Dolphin Tales 2, but it's going to be My God's Not Dead 2. Um, the first one was fantastic. It was very well made. It was one of those that, you know, sometimes the, the Christian-oriented movies, they have a lower budget maybe, and maybe the acting isn't as good as maybe you would see. But in the last few years, they've really done a great job mm. with some of the movies that have come out, and that's one of them. Um, great song. So we're back in here in the housing hour. We're talking Emerald Youth Foundation. We're talking with John Crooks. He is giving us some ideas some, some insight into what's happening. And we were talking before we went off air about just generally some of the programs. And some of the programs that you highlighted in the sheets that you sent over to us were the Just Lead program, the Emerald Youth Sports, and the Emerald Youth Fellows. Um, tell me a little bit about each of the programs, and maybe we'll dig a little deeper. Yeah, so Just Lead has been around. It's really, I guess, kind of our core program or one of our earliest programs uh, that we really launched when we started expanding and working with more churches about 10, 12 years ago. Um, And it's essentially, it's our youth leadership program. It's what you might consider our after-school program. So we have kids who are coming to the churches throughout the city um, five days a week after school, and they're engaged in faith learning, health programs. They're uh, you know, they're getting a healthy snack. They're having Wednesday night supper and Bible study. Um, But it even goes deeper than that. It's really about building those relationships with the kids every day. Um, and is and there a mentor, one mentor for <clears throat> 10 kids, or how does that... that... It's really structured kind of differently, mm-hmm. you know, at each church, depending on the resources right. there. Sure. Um, uh, but we, we definitely try to keep uh, keep it so that the kids, so that our staff and volunteers aren't so spread out, you know, that sure. they are able to build those really intentional relationships. Mm-hmm. Um Excuse me, and that's happening with really elementary through high school kids uh, in our Just Lead ministry, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're they're engaged on different days and in different ways, you know, depending on their schedules and so forth. And um, it's just a it's a great way to connect with them after school during mm-hmm. the during the week. And how do people get connected into that program? Do they contact you? Does the school have? Does the church have? How does that work? Yeah, it's it's really a number of ways. So our staff and volunteers, uh, for example, they might go to to Austin East or Fulton or Christenberry Elementary and go have lunch with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so they're sitting there having lunch with one of the kids who's currently in our program. And then just through word of mouth, you know, it's spreading that way. Um, we do have parents and grandparents who call us 
who email us through the website and say, mm-hmm. um, want to, you know, get my, my student, my child in, involved with you. How can we do that? And so we try to, you know, make that happen as, as easily as possible. Yeah. Cause you know? if you're a grandparent or you're a parent and, and a lot of, you know, I have a lot of friends that I went to high school with to junior high and to middle school, whatever, that their grandparents <laughs> raised them, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was just the way it was. And for whatever reason, mom, dad weren't there. And it may have been one of them was in jail, may have been that, you know, that they just didn't have that life situation where they were going to be able to do it. So grandparents have become a huge part of the story here. So I like that you guys make it so easy for them to refer the kids over. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, and so ideally what we like to do is, you know, we want to stick with the kids, not just through high school, but into young adulthood. Mm. And that's where Emerald Youth Fellows comes in, mm. um, where we're able to uh, come along. And we're doing this really intentionally with kind of smaller groups of young adults. So um, so each year we have around oh, 15 to 20 uh, young adults, graduating high school seniors that we connect with oh, wow. uh, that are selected for the program. Yeah. And, um, and then we're able to pour into them through, uh, you know, workshops, seminars, and that's on everything from, from financial literacy to, um, you know, uh, SAT and ACT prep for school, um, and, you know, helping them make that transition, you know, hopefully into the college environment or uh, post-secondary training, you know, what can we do to help make sure that they're still receiving that education they need yeah. and to, to launch them into young adulthood successfully. And the, at the Legacy Dinner, you had some examples. You had three individuals that came back, and I'm sure that you guys have a great alumni association, and, and it's so hard to keep track of all the people, right. even like you mentioned earlier, off-air, with social media, with email, phone, all of that you know, you have people going in so many different directions, but is that something that you guys take pride in? I mean, I'm sure you do seeing the success story, seeing what's happening out there. It is. Um, and there's, there's one young lady who I think of in particularly, she, uh, uh, she is, I believe she's a freshman at Pellissippi and graduated from Fulton high school, um, really faced some challenges growing up, but man, she is actually back serving with us in a part-time capacity while she's going That's to Pellissippi. Awesome. And what's great about it was when she started working with us, um, I think in the fall, you know, she connected immediately with the kids mm-hmm. because she had that background as, as an alumni. Right. And um, absolutely, and there was no sort of, you know, walls up there. She was able to really love on them and, mm-hmm. and be engaged with them. So we were trying to, you know, continue that. And those folks who do have success with Emerald Youth Foundation, you know, their desire is going to change maybe from being self-focused, all about me, what can I get out of this, what can I get out of this, and they get a lot out of it, to being outwardly focused, hey, gosh, I'd like to give back. I want to pour back out into other people because that is how it works. You take it in, then you pour it out. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's something that's even that we're trying to pour into the kids uh, through discipleship and, and um, their Bible lessons, like our younger kids right now. How can we set that, that mental and that heart attitude for them right mm-hmm. now so that 10, 15 years from now, when they're teens and when they're young adults— that that's just a natural part of their lives. Right. And I don't think us as mentors or you or Steve or Dr. Chris Stevens or anyone else is going to be able to take take what they believe solely and teach it to the kids. It's about the Bible. It's about a relationship with God. And that's really where the foundation will, will take over. We don't need to do anything other than be a conduit to Christ. And that then will be just 
by the Holy Spirit is going to come in and really just put the, the wind in the sails. We just need to be stewards right. <laughs> and, and connect to the people, and then the rest is going to happen. We don't have to say something magical to someone. It's right. going to come, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a fear, and, I think, for some mentors. Yeah. They think they got to say something. <laughs> that we have to check this list off and do all these right. things the right way. Um, even you mentioned our Emerald Dew Sports uh, Ministry a minute ago. You know, even through that, we are connecting with kids on that faith level. So mm-hmm. before our boys are playing basketball or before the girls have their volleyball league, you know, and their practices and games, um, we're having devotions with them. We're mm-hmm. sharing the gospel with them um, and and trying to, to pour that faith component into them. And, um, and it's been really neat. I've been in some of those practices and devotions and to really see our, our staff and volunteers um, having a a heart for the kids' hearts, and not just whether they score the basket or make the spike on the court, you know, or whatever. I mean, you don't see that in every um, different league out there. Right. I think that is so powerful that these kids before games, before practices, doing devotionals, apps or practice, I mean, that is just spectacular. Because if you can bring that component in, man, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, and, and also prayer, too. How do you guys focus on that? Do you have prayer warriors? Do you have prayer groups? What can churches do along those lines? Because that's really what's going to move a lot of this along. Sure. We we don't really have a, a formalized kind of prayer warrior or, you know, prayer, uh, prayer group. What we do is uh, we, we do ask, you know, folks who are involved with us and, you know, even on the website, hey, keep us in your, your daily prayers. Put us on your prayer mm-hmm. list. Um, if your small group or Sunday school class uh, wants to lift us up, hey, we're not going <laughs> to turn that down. You know, please do right. that. You know, as a staff, um, we're praying for our kids and our volunteers and even our donors, you know, folks who are coming along and supporting the ministry. Um, mm-hmm. So we're you know, we try to treat that both ways. Absolutely. Because I think at the end of the day, when people think, you know, well, gosh, you know, I give to all these organizations, you know, and then you've got, you know, these Emerald Youth Foundation numbers, they've got 2,000 kids. Is, is, when is enough is enough? Well, you know, and then they talk about it's all about the numbers. Well, each number has a name. Right. Each number has a story. And so, yes, it is all about the numbers. It is all about what you guys are doing because, like I just mentioned, there's 12,000 potential people that in mm-hmm. need, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So it is all about the numbers. It is. <laughs> I mean, it it is. <laughs> so, yeah. And if you're out there listening and maybe you have a small group or you're thinking, well, gosh, you know, I'd love to pray, but he said he they don't have a prayer channel or whatever. Well, hey, you know, come and talk to, to John, call him, call Steve and say, hey, look, you know what? My small group would like to be the prayer group for Emerald Youth Foundation. And a lot of those small groups are looking for uh, donation centers where they can collect their monies and give to, uh, you know, to a charity level. This would be a fantastic avenue to have fundraisers mm-hmm. within that small group. Yeah, because I always love hearing uh, people say, gosh, you know, on Sundays, I just want to, you know, go watch football and then, I mean, rest because this is the day that we're supposed to rest. And that is true. But you can still pray. Right. There's still plenty of things that you can do. Um, you can pray before the game and after the game. Maybe your team didn't win. <laughs> <but that's laughs> and okay. it doesn't take much energy to write a check out. No, that's right. That's <laughs> right. But, but the, you know, your desires of your heart are going to be led by where you are as a human being. And if you feel led to participate in this, then this is the place to go because it is such a great organization. It is right exactly where um, God wants you to be if you feel led to do that. Well, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. I feel like I talk too much. Having you come in and meet with us, it really means a lot. Well, it means a lot to, to be on, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. John Crooks with the Emerald Youth Foundation. 
We're going to have his contact information on our website. Connect with him. Look and see how you can go to ESPN and, and help with that challenge with Rick Barnes. He needs some help on the court and off the court. So go there now and help him out. And we'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And we want to thank you for coming into the Housing Hour today. And don't forget, uh, you can go to ESPN.com slash infinity. Sign up is free. It's just something you have to register. And then you can go in and vote uh, for Coach Barnes and the Emerald Youth Foundation. And we're going to have that information up on our website as well. Um, and we'll have more information about John Crooks as well with his contact information and website. Um, and we hope that you guys uh, maybe have learned something about Emerald Youth Foundation that you did not know about before the show started. I know I did. And I think that based upon my experience, there's a lot of organizations that come and go and they all have good intentions, I'm sure. But there's only a few organizations that have built a foundation and have built intentionality, which is what he spoke to. Not everybody has that in their organization and have built the long-term success that they have. Uh, 25 years, MIG has been around for 25 years. I feel like we have a good foundation and, and all that. But, you know, they do. They have a great foundation. And 25 years, Mark, that's a long time to be doing what they're doing. Well, it requires a vision mm-hmm. and a whole lot of faith. Absolutely. And so, uh, right. you know, these these people are serious about what they do. But it's the vision of, of, of Jesus's mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've taken it out to the uh, the innermost parts of the world. So yeah. this is where it starts, and it starts in that small community, and it radiates out. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see these kids, you know, 20 years, 30 years down the road, yeah. and see how their life's impacted. I, I, I would love somebody to follow that in a mm-hmm. like a documentary type thing and see, Absolutely. see what it's like. Well, the, the Legacy Dinner had those three individuals, and it was really profound to me. And it was amazing. And they do. They have audacious faith. You know, it's that faith where it's just, wow, here's what we want to do. Three million dollars that we need. And they just go ahead and set things in motion. And a little mustard seed. It's a mustard seed. Absolutely. (laughs) And and it works and it happens. And they just, you know, they have people like Coach Rick Barnes on their committee and on their trustee board and i think and we knew what we were getting with with rick barnes i mean when the reports came in we knew that he was a man of faith and so you knew there was going to be an impact from him just coming into this city Uh, and he mentioned off air by the way that they have um on every home game they have i think it what what was it called that he called it i can't remember but basically yes one of the youth that they come in and he's the 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 day um i I don't know what you would call the chosen one right so he's like a ball boy i guess i'm not sure what it is but he lets the kids come i think on court side court side sit on the bench and all that stuff and he does that that. and that's amazing those are little things that will change a child's life forever that it costs them nothing it does take 
takes some time for him to set it up and certainly all of that. But those are just the small um, things that they're doing, the selfless acts that they're doing. And I, and I pray that Rick Barnes is with us until he decides he needs to retire or do whatever he wants. And uh, we just keep this man as our ball coach. I absolutely agree. And I think with, with what's happening right now in the whole country, you look at the leaders that we have on um, in a sports basis, and you've you know, unfortunately, it comes down to wins and losses, you know, and that's just the unfortunate thing. But there are times where wins and losses are not the most important thing. I mean, that's probably not a popular thing to say around well, here. Well, the great thing with him is he's going to bring wins. He is going to bring wins. <laughs> he's like the second all-time leading active leader. And this show is being recorded in February, early February. As a matter of fact, what is today? February 2nd? Yes. Yeah, so um, they play tonight, Kentucky, so we'll see what happens. The, right. the legend continues. Um <laughs> But we'll, you know, we'll continue to have folks on like this because John had, did a great job framing what it is they do and why it's important. And, you know, the prayer thing, man, if you're out there and you think that prayer is important, man, why don't you call John, get in hold of their organization, and as your small group or your church, say, look, we want to be your prayer warriors. Because there's a lot of churches and small groups out there that that's what they love to do, and it's all they do. And I think the Emerald Youth Foundation, there's a lot of people praying for them, but I think that would be a wonderful thing that they could use. On behalf of Mark Griffith, Dave, our producer, and Mortgage Investors Group, our sponsor, thank you so much for joining us right here on the Housing Hour. We'll see you next week. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.